Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time, and that whenever and wherever you are in this divine matrix, that you are able to keep your wits about you, that you can keep a cool head in times of trouble. When we are facing troubled waters, We need to be able to assess the situation at hand logically, rationally, and calmly. There's a lot of panic in this world right now, and fear is not our friend. False evidence appearing real. That's what fear stands for, F-E-A-R. It's not our friend. It's not our friend. And who else is not our friend? Are the people, the cabal, the draconians, the uh, yucky energy guys. (laughs) Those guys who actually feed off of our fear. They really do. It's like Monsters, Inc. Have you ever seen that? Where they they, uh, get the kids scared and they gather up the energy of the children's fear. And they make it... Uh, they they encapsulate it and that becomes their electricity. That's their power. Well, I was told when I was 18 and I was a part of a spiritual group, my friend Don said, you know, um, the more you have fear, the more they're going to feed off your fear. And I'm like, what do you mean they? And he's like, you know, like uh, negative entities, uh, uh, spiritual thought forms that are negative, demons, Uh, There's a lot of things that prey on you like energy vampires and they will take your negative energy and that becomes their food. Fear is their food. And the, you know, they say the cabal or the draconians or whatever, but whatever you call it, something's feeding on your fear. And if you don't believe me, just watch the news. Watch what they're going to tell you. They're going to make you think that coronavirus is lurking at every turn. So many people believe that Corona beer has something to do with the coronavirus that uh, they've lost $132 million in sales since the common cold came up. That's right. Coronavirus. It's a family of, of viruses specific. Um... It's a specific type of virus, but it's literally the common cold. And every year there's a new one. They're saying that there's a brand new one coming after the one that just hit, you know, um, 
it's a nasty one. I think it was grown in a lab. If it wasn't grown in a lab, why is there a patent on it? And why is it owned by Bill Gates? I don't know if he owned this one or the last one, but why, why, why would you even want to own a patent on it at all? It's weird. It's all very weird, but I want you guys to realize something that it's within your power to keep yourself safe and healthy from this one. I'm going to read to you uh, something from worldometers.info. This is an interview, a Vox interview from March 3rd with Bruce Aylward, who is from the World Health Organization Joint Mission to China. This is what he said, and it starts, quote, (laughs) I think the key learning from China is speed. It's all about the speed. The faster you can find the cases, isolate the cases, and track their close contacts, the more successful you're going to be. People keep saying the cases are the tip of the iceberg, but we could not find that. We found there's a lot of people who are cases, a lot of close contacts, but not a lot of asymptomatic circulation of this virus in the bigger population. And that's different from flu. China got patients and treatment early and have highly sophisticated healthcare treatment procedures. They are really good at keeping people alive with this disease. They have a survival rate with a mortality rate of just under 1% outside the Hubei province for the disease. I would not extrapolate to the rest of the world. What you've seen in Italy and Iran is that a lot of people are dying. Panic and hysteria are not appropriate. This is a disease that is in the cases and their close contacts. It is not a hidden enemy lurking behind bushes. Get organized, get educated, and get working. So, unquote. So that's, I thought that was um, telling. I, it, it's not like if someone across the grocery store sneezes, suddenly you're going to die of coronavirus, you know? That's not true. It's not true. Is it going to spread? Yeah, it's, it's a disease, but you know, it is, but it's when you are in close contact with other people, when you're hugging them, you're right next to them. You're sharing drinks with them. Oh, here, have a bite of my ice cream with them. (laughs) French kissing them, kissing them on the lips, even kissing them on the cheek. You know, those are the ways you're going to get this from people, you know, that have it. So what do you do? How do you protect yourself? Well, don't share forks with people. (laughs) Don't breathe in sulfur dioxide. Don't eat bats. Don't go to China. At least that province. (laughs) You know, but if you're washing your hands and you're washing your face and you're keeping yourself clean and, and go back to my virus episode, you know, where I talk about how to pretty much keep the 
environment clean around you. I mean, use Lysol, spray all your door handles. Use hand sanitizer, put it on your hands and wipe your hand over your keyboard on your computer. Wipe it over your, your tablets and your phones. Don't forget to spray Lysol on all your toilet handles and all of the water faucet handles. Things that people touch often. My grandma taught me that when I was a kid. In this time of year, you know, when it's cold and flu season in general, my grandma would always have um, a big thing of honey and lemon mixed in the fridge, already pre-mixed. Just shake it up, pour that, and every day that's what the kids got. My grandma raised seven kids, and she raised me. And she would just pour this, um, pour it in the spoon, and we all got a couple spoons in the morning, a couple spoons at night. She swore by it. She said, this is going to keep you safe. You know, um, eat antibiotic soup. Chicken soup is an antibiotic. Honey is an antibiotic. Remember, brace yourself up with a shot of whiskey if you get sick. Only one, otherwise it'll lower your immune system. One a day while you're sick will work. It'll brace your immune system up, help you sleep. You sleep better, you're going to get better faster, right? So if you do get sick, the odds are that you don't have coronavirus, actually. Unless you've been with somebody who has it. Now, when I first started reporting this, we we were seeing huge amounts of people dying in China every day. I think even last week, I think 149 people had died in a day. But today, uh, yesterday, only 30 people died in China and today only 28 people died. The numbers are going down. The, The numbers on the death side. I mean, my heart and love and condolences to all the people who have lost loved ones during this crisis. I don't envy them. I, I feel bad for them. I hope that every that they're keeping themselves healthy. You know, when you're grieving, your immune system can be depressed. So, you know, let's send love and light to all of those people. But when I'm looking at these numbers, though, just from a statistical standpoint, we have 102 to 133 coronavirus cases right now from beginning to end out of that we only have 3,496 deaths and 57,619 people are fully recovered already so right now there's only 15% of the active cases are in serious or critical condition And out of the people who've died, only 6%. Do you remember when we first started this? It was like 21, I think it might have been 29% in the beginning. Now it's only 6% are actually dying from this. 94% have been recovered or discharged. I mean, if this was a test in high school, this would be an A. It would be easy to pass. (laughs) so sure we're in 97 countries now with this virus 97 and one international conveyance meaning (laughs) the diamond princess cruise ship which is still harbored in Yokohama Japan so 
you know, it's still going on and, you know, it has spread around the world now. It's not in every country, but it is in 97 countries. But keep your wits about you and don't let them feed on your fear. Don't let them prey on your fears. Don't let them sell you a bunch of crap you don't need. You don't have to go get all the fancy name brand $10 spray bottles of this and that and the other crap that's going to make your immune system depressed in the long run, but kill the virus that doesn't even exist in your house right now. All you need is hydrogen peroxide, isopropyl rubbing alcohol, and bleach. You know, you could go get the other stuff if you can afford it, you want it, you want the chemicals in your house. No one's going to stop you. But colloidal silver, you know, I've been tossing around in my mind that what if we built a copper mask? Everything that touches the copper, we just put it like a muzzle <laughs> around our noses and mouths. Just, oh, it's a muzzle. Because <laughs> copper does kill germs in like 10 seconds. I want counter comp- I, I want countertops made from copper. It's something I've wanted for a while. I love copper. But keep your wits about you and one way to do that is to know your spiritual worth. Know your spiritual worth. Know your value and know your value in this universe and know your value in this world right now. You're not going to die before it's time. You're not going to die before you're ready. So why be afraid of it? It's just a virus. You've had viruses before. You've gotten better from viruses before. It's just another day. It's just another virus. Just keep yourself together. Keep it together. There's puffs. I think they have puffs plus with antiviral or antimicrobial properties. You might want to go get some of those fancy schmancy Kleenexes just in case. Get your, get your cold kit together, you know, go get everything that you would need in the case of a crisis. Go get a big thing of seven up to settle your tummy. If you need it, get your whiskey. (laughs) Don't drink any of it. Just keep it all. Just keep it, you know, just have one shelf in your house where that's your cold and flu supplies. You know, I was thinking about figuring out what the antibiotic is for this one and just getting enough for my kid and I to take and just keeping that in my cupboard here. It lasts like a year or two years, so if I could figure that one out, I might go do that just to have it on hand. So if we do get sick, we could just start taking the medicine right away and not have to go see a doctor, not have to stand in line at a pharmacy where other people may be sick. But I have a luxury of being in a country where you don't need a doctor's permission to buy most things. You can just go buy what medicine you need and take a chance on (laughs) treating yourself properly or not, I guess. 
but I like that they have enough faith in people to, you know, know what they're doing. It's really helpful. But it's necessary to keep our wits about us in the time of crisis. It really is. And, you know, I don't know, just keep your apple cider vinegar near you um, in case you have tummy upset or acid reflux or whatever. I'm on prednisone right now and that always causes acid reflux. So I just bought my little, I have a little tiny bottle of apple cider vinegar. It's adorable. It doesn't even come in the size in the States. It's like five inches tall. <laughs> so it's just like my, it's like my nightstand bottle. It's a really weird but before I go to bed, I, I put a tablespoon in my water and drink that down. And the days that I forget, I'm in trouble when I'm on prednisone. But it just, it keeps your acid in your stomach where it needs to be. Keeps the valve shut. That's all you need. You don't need Tums. You don't need anything like that. But just keep all the things that you would need any kind of... Um, in, in, in the event of any kind of physical crisis, you know, and just when you have it on hand and you're prepared, just be a good boy scout or a good girl scout or Virgo, <laughs> in other words, Virgo, but, <laughs> um, but don't panic over this. Don't, don't be fearful. I mean, only 6% of the people die and the people who are dying are usually over the age of 50 and even then the people that are over the age of 50 that live, it's because they don't have pre-existing heart conditions or lung conditions. So pretty much for the most part, you're in the clear. Even if you did get it, you have a 94% chance of making it through and you'll definitely make it through. If it's not your time, if the angel, the current angel of death, Harry, I call him Harry doesn't have your name on his list, then don't even worry about it. Not that you could see his list. No, I don't even have access to the list. (laughs) But you're not going to die before it's time, so there's no sense in worrying or panicking about it. Just know your spiritual worth. And if you're here on earth, you have value in being here. God wanted you here. God created you specifically to be here. You're no less than anyone else on the planet. You are hundred percent needed and important. You are necessary. You're a, a key component in the puzzle that makes up the world right now. So I just wanted to have a little note about this. The the coronavirus fear factor is just, it's just like ramping up. And I've noticed in the new age community, like almost every single person who has a spiritual channel in the last 48 hours, suddenly put up a coronavirus, uh, you know, thing, you know, most of them, everyone's saying the same thing. Like, don't panic. It's okay. Don't, don't worry. You know, and I've been saying it for like a month now. Just don't panic. Don't worry about it. You know, in the beginning, it was just like, well, all the cases in China, don't worry unless you're there. 
now that now it's gotten out, of course, it was always inevitably going to get out. Pandora's box has been opened. <laughs> but, you know, don't travel to Spain or Italy, the two countries I definitely want to travel to, along with China. So, like, all the places I really want to travel to are the ones with the disease right now. It's hilarious. It's like, God is definitely telling me, no, stay in your place. Stay, <laughs> stay in Ecuador. But you guys could tell I was going to go today, wasn't I? I said that last night. I'm, if it works out, I'm going to get the show out early. Well, it didn't work out. I'm getting the show out later. Um, Yeah, I woke up. My son's like, you know, I didn't do my, you know, my laundry wasn't good. I can't pack. You know, he said la- last night before we went to bed. I'm like, well, get your laundry done in the morning. Take it into the laundromat guy, you know, the fold and fluff guy. And, um or wash and fluff, wash and fold, whatever it's called. <laughs> well, you just take it into the guy. Just bring all your laundry over there. Get it done in a couple hours. You know, if you're, if you're, um, you get your clothes back by like two or three in the afternoon, we'll go grab a bus and take the six hour drive to the coast. And, um, I didn't see my son until like seven at night eight at night (laughs) and his clothes were he washed them here at home and so they're not going to be dry till tomorrow because the dryer is terrible but (laughs) so you know we're just like all right you know that's cool though it's all right that didn't happen um I actually wrote to my friend Nikolai and he said I wouldn't swim in the ocean in Salinas no way no how it's really polluted and I'm like, it's like this pristine turquoise bay. It's gorgeous. All the pictures. And he said, look, I have proof. And he showed me a picture. And the water was just absolutely black right around all the beaches. He said, I guess they started pouring sewage directly into the ocean. And I, I'm just dismayed and shocked at this. My God, if I had not talked to him and I would have went, if I would have gone there today... I definitely was going to go swimming in the ocean. I was like so excited about that idea. And he said, no, honey, go to Puerto Lopez. It's very clean. It's a pristine beach up there. And it's like the cleanest beaches in all of Ecuador are in Puerto Lopez. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I started thinking about it. And I think that might even be seven or eight hours drive away. And I'm like, Besides that, I woke up, my stomach was hurting. I was just, my son and I ate so many walnuts yesterday. And walnuts, um, well, they're a good detoxificant. <laughs> so my stomach was doing this detox thing all morning. And we also had cooked. I did so much yesterday anyway. I was so busy. I took all my nail polish off, my toes and my fingers. And then I cut my hair. I I do my own hair. So I cut my hair myself. And then I went and, um, oh, what else did I do? Obviously took a shower, you know, get the hair off my body and wash my hair and condition my hair three times. And then when you cut your hair and you condition it, um, when you're like done washing it, you have to run it under ice cold water for 10 minutes and that will seal the ends off so you don't get split ends. So I did that. 
So all this extra stuff, and I knew I was going to the beach, so I had to shave my legs, and it's just a whole to do, you know. I did a lot of stuff, and then in the afternoon, my son and I cooked this fantastic stew, and we cut up all the vegetables by hand, and it took like two hours chopping the vegetables up really fine, and um, and and I was doing that while he was he was uh, browning the chicken in the pan with the butter, and we did all the Italian herbs and spices. It was an incredible thing of stew, but it was enormous, and we ate the whole thing yesterday. We were just, I was like, I couldn't get enough vegetables. It was incredible, and I felt really good. I was like, yeah, and then I woke up this morning, and my stomach was like, oh, but it, but also for dessert, we had, um, my son had tossed, um, walnuts in this chocolate sauce he made and it was really good and we thought oh we're gonna eat this for days and we ate the whole thing at once so (laughs) you know so all these vegetables all the walnuts and we feel really healthy but at the same time both of us were like my stomach feels kind of bad today so we just couldn't go today it was just a couple different things like that and I was tired tired of, of all the things just cutting my hair alone is just I have a lot of hair and it's really stressful because I've got to follow along in the video on YouTube. Uh, Farrah Dukai, I love her so much. She cuts her own hair and she has three or four different hairstyles over the years she's done. But there's one from seven years ago, the long layers haircut that I do. And I always look good when my hair is cut like this. So it's pretty cool. I like it. And, um, but I just, it's like ever since I had the worst haircut of my life in Guatemala, I have never trusted another person to do it. So now I cut my own hair and it's exhausting. It's just, it takes me hours to get it done. It just feels like hours it might only be 30 minutes, but it just feels like it's so stressful for those moments trying to frame my face and doing the layers around my face. And it's like, I'm dyslexic. And so I was just tired and I couldn't go anywhere. So I started looking at all these different places and I found a couple possibilities where we could do a day trip sometime this weekend and we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. Maybe we'll go. I'll let you guys know if I do. I still need to go look at the, the lovers skeletons hugging each other though in Salinas. I'm really curious about that now, (laughs) but I found out that there's a lot of, um, really strange museums around here like there's a fireworks museum of the family that provides the fireworks for the whole country fireworks are a big deal here actually and then there's um there's a little place called san san bartolome basically saint bartholomew in english San Bartolome is where it's a little village where all they do is make professional guitars. I'm like, oh, that's, I'm going to have to have $300 in my pocket when I go there. (laughs) Because we're probably going to want to go buy a guitar. And uh, then the second, um, or then the other, or the third or fourth place, I was looking at a bunch of places, found another place where they have these woven um, scarves and they're absolutely gorgeous and the women make uh, these scarves sometimes they take weeks to make one of them depends on how intricate the patterns are and they cost $40 so 
they're really, really high quality, amazing scarves. So, and you know, I, I, I don't try, but I, I've ended up collecting a lot of scarves over the years, actually. <laughs> and like, even in my closet right now, I've got a couple that were woven up in, um, up by Otavalo or up in Quito and beautiful. They're very, very thin, but they're warm material and they're handmade. And the lady that was selling them to me said that the women in her village make them and they're very beautiful. They're very high quality actually. And, um, and I was like, Oh, I can't wait to go back to Quito to get some scarves. Now I realize there's this, there's scarf makers 45 minutes from here. So I thought that was pretty cool. They have like oh, every color you can imagine, like purple and green and blue. And just, it's like all the different combinations are really amazing. So, um, so I've been thinking about it. There's a place uh, called Santa Isabel just south of here and in the Yungia Valley, which has just the gorgeous views. And I told my son, maybe we should just go there. Like, they have a really kick-ass swimming pool. They've got a hot tub with like 16 jets. And the view is like the gorgeous mountains of Yungia. And they're all covered in vegetation. So it's lush. It's green. It's warmer than where we are. And we should just go there and do nothing for two days and have like a electronic diet, you know, like not deal with electronics, just bring books. And he's like, you know, that kind of does sound good. So we may end up just going for the day or just overnight. But um, I've been looking at Airbnb and hostels and everything. So I don't know. I've been threatening to go on vacation for weeks. And so this has been our, <laughs> this has been the closest we've come to almost doing it. Uh, one of these days, right? Maybe tomorrow. I don't even know. But um but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today. So my stomach is yucky. My throat is swollen and I just, it's, it's the uh, prednisone, I think. But, um, but I'm not panicking. I'm not full of fear. I just feel like we're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. And if we're not, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I'll see you in heaven in a couple years. Like that's it. We're never going to really die. So panicking never really makes any kind of sense, you know, and the stuff I'm going to tell you guys today, um, this is the earth changes edition. I try to get these done on Fridays so we can know who to pray for and we could just send love and light and we'll know what to visualize where, you know, where there's rain, we visualize sun, where there's fire we visualize rain and on and on it goes but there's some things that are a little bit more scary this week but we only have two pages when I first started this we had four pages to go through so even though we have less things to get through um, to learn about in the world we actually have more it's more uh, the stuff that is it's like more scary so you know, I don't want you to panic or fear when you hear these stories. I want you just to realize that 
A, thank God I'm okay in this moment. And B, thank God this is happening because everybody is waking up. Some people have to be shaken and stirred (laughs) to be awake, to wake up spiritually. So that's what's going on right now. Anyway, let's get it, get it going, baby. All right, spaceweather.com. What's up in space? The solar wind speed is very low, 331.3 kilometers per second. Lower than yesterday. So we did get hit by um, some... Some solar wind today. I felt it. I felt it in a big way. I was tired all day. I'm sure that's why I was feeling the way I feel. Um, We have a CME impact that will be here tomorrow. Possibly. So expect, you know, to kind of feel a little bit under the weather a little bit today as well as tomorrow. You know, give yourself a little bit extra time. Pace yourself in case that cosmic nap starts to come on, right? The sun is blank, no sunspots, you know, um, it's been that way for a while now. So, uh, the thermosphere climate index is cold. It's been cold for a while. I'm going to refresh the page here and see uh, what else, if there's anything else. All right, so when I refresh the page, the solar wind is a little bit more. It's 360.3 right now. So, yeah, it's cool. Um, Yeah, so 33 days without a sunspot. I I refreshed it because I thought it had said 33 days yesterday, so I want to make sure. So that's what it says today. Maybe they just haven't um, refreshed it. it. It'll probably be like an hour they refresh it. So the, the neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland um, are reported as being high. Always high lately. A lot of cosmic radiation coming down lately. The All-Sky Fireball Network, 13 fireballs. So... There's that number 13 again. I was watching something today and these people went into a hotel and there was, they were assigned a hotel number 13, like their room number 13. And, and they made a big deal out of it. And then something else I saw today also had 13. So 13 is coming a lot. That means death, but death stands for transformation. But that number's been following me around like a bad penny all week. So, I don't know. There's, if you want to learn about the different types of lightning, there's a good article here on spaceweather.com about the Sprite season. And this man um, who is a Puerto Rican Sprite chaser, Frankie Lucina, he has prepared a chart to help identify the different types, the different forms of thunderstorms and lightning. I didn't even know that there were different types, so I thought that was neat. He uh, has a chart that teaches you how to see what you're seeing and understand what you're seeing. There's a newly discovered type called the ghost is a new kind of uh, sprite. 
and a sprite is um, let's see the ghost is a green colored shadow that appears above the sprites and that's when the electronic the electronics electrons are exciting the oxygen molecules high up in the mesosphere so it looks and appears green and it talks about all the different ways in which sprites are created um, trying to see what so a sprite is an upward directed lightning so if you've ever seen lightning go up in the sky that's a sprite I did not know that there was a season but the spring thunderstorms have the electricity going upward above the cloud and that's what a sprite is I thought that was cool I never ever in my life have heard that so you know I just thought a sprite was a water spirit so hey I didn't know it could be a scientific thing too again here we are with science and spirituality coming together anyway <laughs> my sprites are just beings but they're kind of in the new age realm because you know I do believe in fairies I do I do <laughs> disclosurenews.it they only had one report today um, scrolling up and down to make sure there's not another part to it oh and wouldn't you know it 13 is the number see I told you Oh my goodness. So 1700 report says after a calm night, very light movements began at 3 UTC time, which almost cyclically brought the amplitude to power 13 at 7 a.m., the maximum value of today, which was repeated at 9 a.m. UTC. After these last light isolated peaks, then the very slight background movements continued. So, But 13 is what it was in Italy. That's it. That's it. So, all right, we're going to go over here to HeartMath Institute at HeartMath.org. All right, California started off at midnight on the Schumann Resonance Scale. They were at 25 hertz frequency. By 5 a.m., they were at 26 hertz frequency. And all the way across the board, Hafuf Saudi Arabia stayed, remained at zero. They've been there since March 3rd. Um, Lithuania started off at 85 hertz frequency at midnight and by 5 a.m. they were at 83. Alberta, Canada started off at 41 hertz frequency at midnight and by 5 a.m. they were at 40 hertz frequency right at the very bottom rung of the fifth dimension there. <laughs> Northland, New Zealand started off at 54 hertz frequency at midnight and by 5 a.m. they were at 59 hertz frequency. And Hulului, South Africa, always the front runner these days, they were up at 102 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale. At midnight and by 5 a.m. they remained at 102. So they did. They had a little bit of a dip in the middle where they went down to 99, but. All in all, that's where they're at, 102. All right, we are in A Course in Miracles, Lesson 249. The Foundation for Inner Peace can be found at acim.org. You can find these lessons there, or you could just go download in your Play Store, your iTunes Store, or iStore, whatever it's called, 
for Apple. I think it's the Apple Play Store, maybe. Anyway, you could go download the app. Uh, any of the apps are free. A Course in Miracles or ACIM, and you can find it. If you want to, you know, recap for yourself, read the lessons again, or start fresh on your own, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> it can only help you. So, without further ado, here it is. Lesson 249. Forgiveness ends all suffering and loss. Forgiveness ends all suffering and loss. Forgiveness paints a picture of a world where suffering is over, loss becomes impossible, and anger makes no sense. Attack is gone and madness has an end. What suffering is now conceivable? What loss can be sustained? The world becomes a place of joy, abundance, charity, and endless giving. It is now so like to heaven that is quickly transformed into the light that it reflects. And so the journey which the Son of God began has ended in the light from which he came. Father, we would return our minds to you. We have betrayed them, held them in a vice of bitterness, and frightened them with thoughts of violence and death. Now would we rest again in you as you created us. Forgiveness ends all suffering and loss. Again, that's lesson 249. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to go over the bigger stories of the past seven days. What's going on in the world? We have two pages to get through. And then we're going to go into some odd news stories and weird news stories. Um, I'm thinking... uh, from Ripley's Believe It or Not, and and also, believe it or not, Fox News had some really strange stories this week, so we're going to see what we can get through. <laughs> this looked pretty interesting, so, uh, all right, I'll be right back right after this message.
I just have to include the Capabue National School from Ireland. I love their little rap song. They are just the most adorable kids. It just cracks me up that one who's complaining about washing up. <laughs> I hate washing up. Oh, every week I hear this and it just makes me laugh. They're just so cute, aren't they? <laughs> and their message is good and it kind of goes along with what we're talking about every week now with the earth changes news because um you know what we can do we should do if there's something that we can do to make the world a better place we ought to do it but the earth changes are going to keep coming we have to have them in order for people to really see what's important in their life and wake up. I don't think this stuff would happen if everyone was spiritually aware and awake and environmentally correct, you know, anyway, let's jump right on in to it. Um, winter storm leads to accidents killing one and injuring eight in southern Germany. Now, this did happen last Friday, but it wasn't reported until Saturday. So we're going to start with the oldest stories first. 
basically uh the lady was um driving on a road near a uh, snowy road near Rhineland Palatinate and she apparently just slid off the road and died so I don't know what the weather's like today in Germany but let's send them some sunshine yeah so it wasn't only one person died so it, it wasn't terrible terrible but for her family so let's send them love and light too Uh, so the next story is coming out of Jakarta, Greater Jakarta, Indonesia. 45,000 people, uh, more than actually 45,000 people, have been displaced from their homes. And 120,000 more have been affected by floods. Now, during this time of national disaster in Greater Jakarta, nine people have also lost their lives. So... That's crazy. 120,000 people are being affected with almost half that being like becoming homeless because of it, you know, being displaced out of their homes. So let's send them sunshine and imagine that they are back at home and everything's fine, that they're able to repair really quickly and get back to their lives. Now in Perth, Western Australia, they have uh, recorded five consecutive days of thunderstorms. Thunderstorm activity over the past week has broken the record for the longest run of summer thunderstorm activity. So, ever. (laughs) It's crazy. So, they said that the fierce storms were affecting the metropolitan area on the 25th, wreaking havoc everywhere. So, Again, that wasn't even reported till the 1st of March, but there you have it. Let's send them sunshine as well. A new study conducted by a research team at the National Astronomical Observatories of the Chinese Academy of Sciences has revealed new secrets below the surface of the moon's far side through their spacecraft Chang'e 4 and its new rover U2-2, that's spelled Y-U-T-U, and then the number two. So if you want to go check that out, I'm not going to read further into the story, but if you want to learn about what China is uncovering about the dark side of the moon, you can go to watchers.news. This is a story that's on page two, but also you could probably just do a search for it. Speaking of the dark side of the moon, I have a couple conspiracy theories that I was, my attention was brought to. Um, as you know, over the past uh, couple months, I've been listening to the, the show Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia.com, and I got really busy, and I haven't been able to even log on to Gaia in about a week, week and a half. And then last night I thought, well, I, I, I was in the middle of this really intense episode where a man had come forward and was saying the same things as Corey good. And it was incredible because finally somebody out there in the world was actually substantiating a story. Now this is, but I mean, I'm watching old episodes. These are like three years old. 
two to three years old, maybe, you know, like from 2018, right? So I log in and the first, it says Cosmic Disclosure Season 1, Episode 1. And it's not David Wilcock and it's not Corey Good. And I'm like, what the hell happened? What's happening? That's not what season one episode. I know I hopped a timeline. I've hopped several timelines. I was aware of it this past week. It happened three or four times. But I did not expect to hop up to uh, a world in which uh, David Wilcock's show did not star David Wilcock. And I was thinking, that's kind of odd. And I started looking at the comments and someone was like, what happened to Corey Good and David Wilcock? This is weird. What They were there and now they're not there. And then I looked and it said 99 episodes in this show. Well, the last time I looked at it, it was 159 episodes. So 60 episodes have been removed. And then I got on a Google search and what I uncovered is that there's someone who apparently was personally attacked by someone who believes Corey good and did said her story was fake. And so she signed a petition saying that these people are lying and in collusion and lying to the public. And she had 440 signatures. I don't know if that's what did or not. She had no evidence to substantiate or back up her claim that they're liars. David Wilcock, as far as I'm concerned, has always been a respectable researcher. He's been well admired, well received and well respected. So what happened there? Corey Good was starting to get into some really intense information. But again, these episodes are two years old. Now, I don't know what his more recent episodes were, but I think he hawked somebody off. He made someone angry. He disclosed a little bit over the line, maybe. And suddenly all these people are saying that they have proof that they're lying, that they're fakes, that they're fraudsters out of nowhere. But my question to posit is that It's, is it possible that those people who so-called had the proof that they were lying, is it possible that those people are not real, that those people work for the dark side of the moon? Is it possible that those people didn't like what he was saying? He disclosed too much. Is it possible the person in charge of the disclosure process died or stepped down or was ousted and someone took over that role and decided, no, we don't want to disclose anyone, anything, anyone. And let's set about discrediting these people, make them look like morons to society. Right when they were having other people come forward and back up the claims from their own perspective. And what was great about that is that there was the same stories being told. And yet the second guy did not know about Corey good. 
or anything he had been saying. Now, I'm not saying I know for a fact they're real. I don't know if they're real or they're fake. It was something that I was really getting into because I wanted to hear the story. I thought if he's lying, boy, he could tell a good tale. But if he's not lying, oh my God, what are we going to do? I don't know either way. I can't, I can't even substantiate my own uh, claims of having been abducted, you know, except for, you know, the implants I have in my body and the scars on my body. But, you know, other than that, I don't really have actual proof. I know what my memories are. I can't even tell you that those are real memories. And even Corey Good in the show said, I don't know. I have a memory of something, but I also have a dual memory. So I don't know if they've implanted me with two memories or one of them was real. One of them was fake. Did they wipe my mind and give me two memories so that I will be confused? They do that. They do that. They've done that to me. They've done that to thousands of people that have been abducted, especially in the my lab scenario. So that was the first conspiracy theory. And, you know, it just brought, it just brought it up because of this dark side of the moon, (laughs) China's lunar rover. Uh, this is interesting. It's going to get, going to get good really quick. If what Corey Good was saying is real, the moon's not all that big, right? Secrets will be revealed one way or the other. We'll, we'll know for a fact if he's absolutely a faker soon or if maybe perhaps the cabal has, you know, pulled on his chain, <laughs> reeled him back in and said, no, no more disclosure. No more disclosure for you. Their <laughs> disclosure Nazis like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. No soup for you. <laughs> But, uh, the other thing was, uh, Tyler has disappeared from secure team 10. He hasn't made a video in four months and he was getting close to the truth in one or more of his videos. He started getting on the edge there and he started disclosing some pretty gnarly things about Antarctica, which is connected to the secret bases on the moon, according to Corey Good. So in a way this is connected and he was having a nice quiet evening at home with his wife and his child and watching TV. They just had dinner when all of a sudden the police showed up at his house and arrested him for, uh, beating up his girlfriend, even though he's married, doesn't have a girlfriend and just, that was it. He had taken some time off to do a documentary, but some of the stuff he had revealed, I guess, got a little bit too, too close to, uh, someone, someone didn't like it. He also was harassed in, um, like traffic, um, some, some traffic violation that he didn't do. He was accused of, and then, then he was arrested for the, uh, domestic violence, which is weird because he's a very sweet person. He seems to me like, you know, and, and if he had done it, you know, he would be too embarrassed to go online and say it. It just seems like really out of character for him. His wife was like confused. Like, what do you mean? He's beating up his girlfriend. I'm his wife. This is his kid. We're just hanging out. We're making no noise whatsoever. 
and um, two or three things have been happening. He received, started receiving death threats. He started receiving threatening uh, notes with really weird art in them. Right before all this stuff went down, he started to fear for his life, and then this happened. So, you know, it's very possible. I mean, Corey Good said he his life has been threatened a few times. So now when you go to Cosmic Disclosure, the very first episode is Emery Smith talking about being brought to a wet room, which is where they can easily clean up after they murder you. I do not want to go into the details, but there's a drain in the floor. That's all I need to say. And I feel like this guy went through some pretty gnarly things, too. He was also threatened, as well as the fact that, you know, his stories are similar to Corey Goods as well. I don't know. It's funny because like the petition said remove David Wilcock and Corey Good, so they removed all the ones that had both of those people, and yet the ones with with some of them with David Wilcock still exist, but most of them are with David Adair, which I haven't even seen. I haven't gotten into those yet. So I, you guys, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like suddenly there's this grand sweep of anyone who's disclosing anything. There's a a massive cover-up going on. And these are the only two cases I know of, but by any stretch of the imagination, I'm sure it might be going on with more people. I feel like it's very possible there's a bunch of people right now not feeling terribly safe. So let's send them love and light as we get back into the Earth Changes news. So, um... All right, um, Australia's wild summer weather ends with snow in Tasmania. And after a summer of extremes from thunderstorms to hail and dust storms and then the wildfires, the dramatic season in Australia finished with the blast of snow in Tasmania, which started Wednesday, February 26th. Uh, summer officially ended on February 29th. Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm like, they only have a three-day summer? That just sucks for them? Okay, no. that's I read it wrong. I guess the the snow started on the 26th and officially summer was over on the 29th. So, that's crazy. They just... Tasmania, man. That's really crazy that they had snow for their summer. Now, check this out. Intense lake effect. Snow wallops upstate New York and encased homes in a very thick layer of ice. These pictures on Watchers.News, this is crazy stuff. Areas along Lake Erie were entirely covered in ice, up to 12 feet thick, 4 meters in some places. And residents described the conditions as being surreal. They said it was the first time that the ice coatings have ever been that severe. The population of Hamburg, which is situated on the edge of Lake Erie, woke up to find their homes encased perfectly enclosed in thick ice. It looks fake. It looks unreal, said one resident named Ed Miss. It's dark on the inside of my house. It can be a little eerie, a little frightening. Oh, 
Yeah, Lake Erie. Ooh. Ooh. That's crazy. It says, Miss has lived in this town for the past eight years, and while the neighborhood has experienced thick ice coatings before, he said this particular event was the first time it had ever been this extreme. His backyard was even worse. It was engulfed in 12 feet of frozen water. He said, I actually had to go out a secondary door and chisel my way back into the house by breaking the ice. I wonder if you told it jokes. <laughs> oh my God. He says, we're worried about the integrity of structure failure when it started to melt because the weight of it on the roof said miss noting that the aftermath may possibly cause damage to the houses. Ooh, it's a beautiful sight, but I don't want to live through it again. You guys, you got to go see these pictures. There's videos and everything. This is pretty, pretty crazy. Another resident named Lise Kruder said she's never seen conditions this surreal since the 1980s. And it was a, that it was affecting her home. She said, my garage floor is starting to show cracks last night. We took in a small amount of water. We named it George. I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. So other people in other places, Copenhagen and Lewis County saw 3.6 feet of snow. Carthage and Jefferson County had four feet of snow. That's overnight. That's a lot of snow. Oh my God. It's beautiful and eerie and crazy to look at these pictures. So uh, a powerful winter storm brought blizzard conditions to upstate New York, causing lake effect snow. This phenomenon occurs when cold winter air moves over a relatively warm body of water, just like what happened when the system moved over Lake Erie. As a cold, dry air mass moves over the Great Lakes region, the air picks up lots of moisture from the Great Lakes. This is according to the National Severe Storms Laboratory, or NSSL. The air, now full of water, dumps the water as snow in general areas to the south and east of the lakes. I mean, seriously, and then they have a bunch of pictures, and oh crazy all right well there you have it um that's really really crazy all right so rio de janeiro in brazil has been under red alert after heavy rain triggers deadly floods and landslides even more this happened last week as well it was in the news so um so lots of heavy mudslides, floods, um, widespread damage, and four fatalities. And some areas received up to seven inches of rain, and that was overnight. I don't know what a Mexican storm's doing in Ireland, but Storm Jorge lashes out, lashes the flood-hit parts of Ireland and UK after they've had the wettest February on record. Flood-stricken areas in the UK and Ireland faced further disruptions after Storm Jorge brought heavy downpour and strong winds on February 29th. Amid the extremes, the Met Office announced that the UK saw the wettest February on record. You know what I think? 
they should not have named the storm Jorge. I think they should have named it something Nordic. I don't know. What's the Nordic name? Jaime? No. There was, there was a word, there was a, someone I met from one time from the, in his, he, Joaquin, Joaquin, that's what they should have named it, Storm Hurricane Joaquin, <laughs> give something like, you know, maybe Johansson or something that's really Nordic, right, because it's a cold, cold ice storm, all right, more than 55,700 livestock have perished in extreme winter weather in northwestern Mongolia. I think last week we did have a report that they were worried that was going to happen. So let's send them love and light and just send them a lot of love. That Because, you know, people love their livestock. You know, they do. And they take care of them. And these are animals that are like a part of the family in some cases. So especially like, you know, the cows that give milk and the goats that give milk and they use that for cheese and the chickens with the eggs. That's sad. And since 2019, um, 55,700 animals in the Northwest province of Koof school, um, have perished. So I don't know what's going to happen to Mongolia, but that makes me very sad. Let's send them love and light and imagine that everything gets better now. In uh, southern Brazil, shivers. <laughs> they had shivers. In San Joaquim, what did I just say five minutes ago? The city of Sao Joaquim in Santa Catarina in the southern part of Brazil found its fourth frost of summer. Already, this is summer. We're in South America. This is summer for us. Um... We and, and it's funny because this is when we have the coldest weather because we have uh, thunderstorms, but we also have hot weather as well. Hot here is 73 degrees Fahrenheit. It's not very hot, but for here it's hot. And we do get the hail, but this is crazy. Um, four frosts this summer already. It's the second cold blast in the country this month, which is considered very, very rare. A powerful eruption of the Merapi volcano um, in Indonesia threw ash into the air up to 35,000 feet above sea level. That's crazy. The pyroclastic flows descended 1.2 miles down the slopes of the volcano. 35,000 feet, I don't know, that might, might, might be close to the record in the past month. I think maybe one in Japan was 36,000 or somewhere else, but that's a lot. That's like way up into the upper atmosphere. And this is a wild picture guys. It's like lightning shooting out of the volcano straight up (laughs) with the smoke. Oh my gosh. Now this one, this one surprised me. I saw this earlier today. A strong tornado hit Nashville, Tennessee. It caused extensive damage 24 people died. 40 structures were destro- were destroyed. Um, it caused extensive damage. It was a twister. And the the um, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee declared a state of emergency. Obviously, 
that is i don't know what happened to the grand old opry if it was fine or not i'll have to look at that later but let's pray for the people of nashville tennessee that they could rebuild quickly and let's send love to the families that lost um lost people in that horrible storm in new zealand there was more volcanic activity at the volcano ruapehu and this was still though within the normal bounds and it was a short-lived episode of volcanic earthquakes beneath the Mount Rapehu. And after an initial uptick, the seismicity did decline back down to uh, normal levels. So still, I would if you live anywhere near there, I'd be like, you know, maybe don't go. Maybe don't go near it right now. Just let it be. Send it calm energy. Intense rains have left two people dead in northeastern Honduras. 800 people were displaced and 17,000 people were affected by heavy downpour and strong winds. So let's just send them sunshine to Honduras. You know, that one wasn't as bad um, as some of the other ones that we've read. So there we go. Um waiting for this page to load my pages have loaded very slow lately it's funny because I was really like I I was very diligent I had everything uploaded now it's like waiting so you know I wanted to report like remember I've been telling you guys about the uh, NASA fireballs (laughs) over the United States and they don't really record over anywhere else on earth so I'm really happy that on watchers.news they actually have the news of fireballs seen elsewhere and when especially when people take videos of it or catch it on camera which i think is awesome but uh, this one's interesting a brilliant fireball was streaking across the sky over germany on march 2nd at 2338 utc time 165 eyewitness reports were submitted to the american meteor society mostly from the Netherlands and Belgium, (laughs) even though it went across Germany. So that's pretty interesting. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. The picture, it's like most of it is bright electric blue, kind of a pale to electric blue. And then like right before it hit the ground, it was kind of a purple. So it's very beautiful picture. Very interesting. Here's a fun one. Moscow has recorded its warmest winter since 1880 when record keeping began. This winter season from 2019 to 2020 uh, was Moscow's warmest winter since 140 years. And their, uh, this is their first winter averaging at or above zero degrees celsius or 30 degrees 32 degrees fahrenheit so that's crazy i mean usually they're very cold this time of year so they're warming up global warming's working for moscow i guess they say over the next few days which is probably right now happening there was a slow moving front focusing hazardous weather across the united states for a few days so if it's 
not happening yet. It might be, so keep an eye out for flash floods, river flooding, thunderstorms, um, severe weather. Just keep an eye out. Ex-tropical cyclone Esther replenishes cattle country in Western Australia. Pastoral lists and tourism operators in Western Australia's Kimberley region welcomed soaking rains brought by ex-tropical cyclone Esther as it provided restoration to the cattle stations with their huge rainfall totals that haven't been seen in portions of the region for a long time. So that's good. Uh, Finally, Australia gets a little bit of good news. I love you guys down there. I have a lot of friends from Australia and my heart just has always been going out to you guys lately. So let's just send them extra love and light. You know, um, that's crazy. Um, all right. The earthquake activity near Mount Thorbjorn significantly decreased and there is no more, uh, uplift, no longer being observed in Iceland. So remember, we're worried about that last week. So that did resolve itself. That's good. So that shows that it's likely due to the halt of magma inflow. So, all right, that's good. This one's, uh, this one's a little, a little more scary. Uh, more than 50 people are dead or missing as violent flash floods and mudslides hit Brazil. At least 23 people lost their lives and 30 others have been missing after a continuous heavy downpour struck Sao Paulo and also Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. It caused uh, violent flash floods and landslides. This is the second report this week of this. They are expecting the death toll to increase as rescue teams go in and start to look for people. So let's send them sunshine and love. A lot of prayers out to the families who lost uh, family members in that. Parts of North Island in New Zealand have experienced the worst drought on record. Well, I think that Australians can send some of their rain over, right? No, maybe not. Let's just keep the rain in Australia where it is, but let's send extra rain to New Zealand, guys. The New Zealand Army has been deployed to drought-stricken Northland. Oh, wait a minute. Northland. We just, we talk about them every day as far as the Schumann residence is concerned, right? So, okay, so they have drought-stricken Northland to assist in relief efforts and worsening drought conditions. Authorities described the situation as the worst drought on record. The National Institute of Water and the Atmospheric Research said this basically this week. Not going to go into the article more if you want to read about it, you can. It's at watchers.news. This is page one. Congo government appeals for more help and more urgent help as severe floods have now affected 213,000 people. This is in the Republic of Congo. The government authorities are appealing for further prompt help as the number of people afflicted by the heavy flooding since last year climbed 213,000 more flooding or inundations have wreaked havoc across their country and it's leaving thousands of people displaced. So let's send love and light, lots of sunshine to the Congo. 
As far as the weekly volcanic activity report is concerned, remember last week we had 16 active volcanoes. Uh, Now we have uh, 21. We have six new volcanoes and 15 that were already going on. So 21 volcanoes, that's heating up, uh, every pun intended. So February 2020 did set a new UK record for rainfall during February in a series stretching back to 1862. So basically February 2020 was the wettest February for the United Kingdom since record keeping started in 1862. The record comes after powerful storms Clara, Dennis, oh I'm sorry that's Ciara, Dennis and Jorge dumped 44% of the month's rainfall which smashed the previous record set in 1990. I mean, what's all these, all these records going back to the 1800s are suddenly this week being broken. So, uh, here we go with more Tennessee news. Now the, uh, national weather service has confirmed catastrophic Nashville tornadoes have been categorized as an EF four and an EF Three, the ones that caused the destruction in Middle Tennessee on the third in Nashville. There, the winds were up to 175 miles per hour. So again, let's just send love and light as they begin to clean up and start to restructure and rebuild in Tennessee and bury their dead. So let's give them love and light and strength to get through all of that. Severe storms ripped through northern Vietnam, leaving five people dead and 350 homes destroyed. 6,800 homes have been damaged due to thunderstorms and heavy rain. So that's what was confirmed by the National Committee for Disaster Response Search and Rescue in Vietnam. In Guatemala, where I used to live, Fuego Volcano. They are still seeing strong strombolian activity. According to the National Institute for Seismology, Volcanology, Meteorology, and Hydrology of Guatemala. So, wow. The ash plumes this week have been reaching up to 15,748 feet above sea level. So, let's just send some love and light there. A lot of people do live away from that volcano because they, they know it can cause a great deal of havoc, but I'm sure the air quality isn't very good. Let's just send them love and light that the air shifts and no one is getting breathing in that particulate matter. I know I've been having issues with it myself with the San Gay volcano constantly going off the past few months. So this one's really sad in Myanmar. Haha. <laughs> uh, A new study by researchers from the National University of Singapore indicated that the mangrove deforestation rates in Myanmar have greatly surpassed previous estimates. 60% of the forest has been converted to other uses in the past 20 years. So basically that's it. 60% of the mangroves have been deforested in Myanmar. Seismic volcanic crisis continues at newly formed underwater volcano near Mayotte. 
They've had 900 earthquakes detected at the new submarine volcano near Mayotte between February 16th and the 29th. This is according to the latest Rivosima report. The French Geological Survey, BRGM, noted that there were 138 localized tremors with an average of 10 per day during this time. So that's crazy. It's kind of exciting, you know. It's a baby volcano. (laughs) Baby Yoda and a baby volcano all in the same year. Can we handle it? The cuteness of that? (laughs) Oh, crazy, right? Lots of volcanic stuff unseasonable rain and hailstorms have ravaged more than 32,000 hectares which is equivalent to 79,000 acres of crops in Bihar they've had unseasonable uh, downpour and rain uh, of rain and hailstorms during last week and almost 80,000 acres of crops in 11 districts in India's Bihar state have had major damage, widespread crop damage. So let's send lots of uh, sunshine to the people of Bihar, India. And finally, last but not least, all of our news, earth changes today. Wrapping up with ex-tropical cyclone Esther dumps a month's worth of rain on Melbourne, the city's highest March rainfall since 1929 in Australia. So (laughs) last, like the beginning of the week and now this part of the week, it's like, wow, even more rain. So (laughs) we fixed the cattle land and then we had more rain and now it's resulted in widespread flooding and major damage to buildings. Oh my gosh. All right, so send some sunshine once more to Australia. I wanted to thank all of you who are listening to the show, by the way, from New Zealand and Australia. I have noticed. I've looked at the numbers. Also, in the United States, my numbers have gone way up. So I wanted to say thank you and welcome to all of you who are new listeners and new subscribers. Thank you so much, by the way. So, I'm going to now go to the odd news and see what we can get through. The Ripley's Believe It or Not news uh, website is really, the stories are so strange. I almost, I hesitate to bring them up because they're kind of weird, beyond normal weird. (laughs) If it's weird even for me, I don't know. I'm going to read some headlines, though, from from the odd news from foxnews.com. I didn't know they had such weird... uh, (laughs) I didn't know they had such weird news. This is the first time I've seen this page. So, a Michigan man was stabbed with a samurai sword because he did not buy pot for his partner. He was attacked by a samurai samurai sword-wielding partner last month after he allegedly did not buy her weed. (laughs) So, consider that next time you have a spat with your spouse. It it, it could be worse. Could be worse. 
I think I said something about this last week, but here we are again with another report of the mystery smell that overwhelmed Pennsylvania County again. Investigators are baffled. There's apparently a mysterious stench that's quite a pungent odor that is overwhelming the residents of Delaware County in Pennsylvania. Very weird. Uh, Okay, next headline. Washington home has been buried under a 15-foot mountain of tumbleweed. It's going to take a week or more to clear that away. You guys, tumbleweeds, it sounds really weird, but they're very freaking dangerous. I once saw a tumbleweed that was about 8 to 9 feet tall chase a woman down the street. She can't get away from it. It was huge. It was so wide. It was wider than the sidewalk. It was kind of sticking out over the um, edge of the sidewalk. And I think it, it took out some paint on a car. And it was chasing this woman and she's in high heels and her little business student just ran down the street. It was one of the funniest and also simultaneous scariest moments. Um, it was extremely windy. There was a lot of dust in the air. And it was just one of those weird California days in the valley. And I just saw this woman running down the street and this massive tumbleweed chased her. Tumbleweeds are crazy. Usually they, they're, they're, they're plants that come up really fast when it rains in the desert. And then they, they get, uh, they, they're round so they could roll really easily, but they get really dry really fast when the sun comes back after the rain and then they get brown and the wind is so like strong in the desert that it breaks them off out of the ground and then they go around tumbling they just tumble around that's why they're called tumbleweeds well I mean I when I first met my husband I went into his backyard he lived in the desert and he had a whole wall of tumbleweeds it's like yeah I haven't taken care of the tumbleweed problem yet I'm like oh my god it's something I never thought about but because he had a fence he had, I mean, a ton of tumbleweeds, but they were small. But this is crazy. that This one, 15 feet, 15 foot mountain of tumbleweeds. And it happens. I mean, this can happen in an afternoon or two. Like, it doesn't take very long for this kind of weird stuff to happen. Um, so in London, this is their weird news. Count Binface, a self-proclaimed fearless space warrior, who ran against the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson in last year's general election has made a bid to run for the mayor of London. (sighs) Good luck with that, guys. (laughs) Count Binface. Oh, my goodness. Washington State had a road hazard. Turned out to be a 600-pound sea lion, according to the Sheriff's Department. <laughs> it was a significant distance away from any water. Oh, I wonder how they rescued him. I'm not going to go. I'm just telling you guys the headlines because we have too much to get through. An Australia BP refinery worker has won his job back after he parodied the company with a popular Hitler meme. <laughs> Oh my god, the one time Hitler is one and it's not, okay, no. The, wh- why would you even do that? Who? No one wants to think about this jerk. 
a popular Hitler meme help successfully win his job back. That's that's pretty crazy. A California homeowner has used motion-activated sprinkler with an impressive amount of pressure to thwart thieves. It says the homeowner in California was just trying to flush out crime. <laughs> it's that's crazy. Falling ice in Vermont killed a woman right after she discussed mortality. <laughs> I mean, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're actually have to. I have to read this one. It's too weird. It's just too weird. Oh gosh, this is sad. Okay, a couple that have been married for nearly 50 years had just finished enjoying a cocktail on their deck where they talked about their inevitable deaths. As they walked back inside their Vermont home, a piece of ice fell off the roof and fatally struck 73-year-old Linda Friedman Scherenberg in the back of the head, according to the couple's daughter, Jodine Myers. Scherenberg was knocked unconscious and fell into the snow face first. The Caledonian record reported on Tuesday. The paramedics worked to revive Sharonberg for an hour and eventually determined that even if she did wake up, she would not even have cognitive function. In the porch conversation, Myers said her father had told Sharonberg that he didn't know how he could live without her. All right. Well, that one is <laughs> sometimes the universe has a sense of humor, right? Well, he, I guess he'll find out now if he can live without her or how he can. My goodness. All right. So this next story is weird. A grandfather in Canada says he was outraged after finding out what his eight year old grandson had won in a raffle at a youth hockey tournament, $200 worth of marijuana products. Oh, yes, that's right. Keith Reddle of British Columbia told Toronto's CTV News that his grandson, who plays in a youth hockey league, had entered raffle tickets to win a prize. Each team is responsible for putting a gift basket or a prize package together with a minimum value of $50, Reddle told the station. And then what they do is have a big setup and they have a paper bag taped in front of each of the prizes. The prizes, Reddle said, are usually geared towards children. Reddle's grandson had put in his tickets in a particular bag. His family was later notified that he had won $200 worth of pot. <laughs> a picture taken the child's father with the child's father shows various cannabis paraphernalia, including edibles, a lighter, and a smoking apparatus. <laughs> My grandson thought he had won a great prize. Dad, I won chocolate. Oh no, son. There's bad drugs in that chocolate. Oh my god. How do you explain that to a kid? (sighs) 
Uh, the Dawson Creek Minor Hockey Association issued a statement <laughs> explaining that the prize was meant for adults and never where the children were. The products did not appear on the donation table, only a photo and a list of the items contained in the basket. The statement said, adding that the raffle winner had been given the option not to accept the prize. A policeman for 32 years called the situation ridiculous. There's no place for drugs at a child's hockey tournament, he said. Yeah. The association said it's updating its policies to ensure that going forward, our charitable events are keeping in our policies with, along with government (laughs) policies too. So, wow. And finally, we're coming on the last story of the night. North Carolina police arrested a 100-year-old woman at her nursing home on Thursday. And she was able then to cross going off to jail off of her bucket list. (laughs) Roxboro resident Ruth Bryant was having a celebration for her 100th birthday when the police arrived at the Cambridge Hills Assisted Living Center. As her family and friends gathered about, a Person County deputy approached with handcuffs and asked, Are you Miss Bryant? It depends on all what you want, Bryant replied, according to WRAL. He said, Here's what I want. I want you. Bryant and the officer, who said she was wanted on indecent exposure, were in on the gag. (laughs) Bryant was handcuffed to her walker and placed in a patrol car. Pretending to put up a fight, she playfully kicked the officers. Don't kick me, I've got a bad knee, said one deputy, to which Bryant replied, I've got two bad knees. Brian's own daughter, Marion Oakley, did not know what to make of the events unfolding. I know that she's 100 years old, but I didn't know, she paused, startled by the siren, that they'd be going uh, this far. <laughs> Brian spent a few minutes in a jail cell and received in her or- she received her orange jumpsuit printed with Person County Jail on it. <laughs> I'm in the jailhouse now. I finally got here, said Bryant, before hugging the chief jailer and returning to her assisted living center where the residents, family, and friends were there waiting to cut the cake. <laughs> well, I don't know, guys. That is the end of the weird news. I, there, there cannot be a better story than that to end this week on um (laughs) i will be back on monday with all uh, unique and original programming just like always i wanted to thank you for liking subscribing forwarding sharing with all your family and friends and those around you who are spiritually waking up and also who might like a bit of interesting and weird news on fridays and anything you think they might enjoy just thank you for forwarding the show Still trying to get the word out there, and word of mouth is by far the best way for me to do that. So, thank you in advance, and for those of you who've already done that, thank you. I love you guys. I love you so much. We're all in this together. We are on planet Earth, the boat hurtling through space together. We are going through 
all of the earth changes together and I'm grateful for that because we are moving towards the ascension of humanity and we are moving towards unification and there can be no grander thing than that so I wanted to remind you guys just please uh, put it in your calendar mark it in your calendar for July 1st if you would like to nominate me for People's Choice Awards in um, the metaphysical podcast uh, category and I'm going to give you the details later as it gets closer but just for now, just mark it in your calendar, and by the time we get there, you'll know how to do it. Anyway, I'm leaving for the weekend. <laughs> or I'm staying home for the weekend. I don't even know yet. Maybe I'll take off for tomorrow. Maybe I'll go hit the, the local market and watch the ladies weave some rugs in Wallaceo. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But I know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm wishing you guys a very happy and peaceful weekend. Don't forget to remember who you are and know your self-worth. Know your soul's worth. Keep your wits about you and have a wonderful, safe, and happy weekend. I'm signing off now with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.